The hosts of the Real Life Wellness Podcast are not licensed medical doctors, and this podcast is not a substitute for medical advice or any form of professional therapy, nor is it intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any illness or condition. All content and information in this podcast is created for informational purposes only. Please seek medical attention for matters relating to your health and never disregard the advice of a medical professional or delay in seeking it because of something you've heard on this podcast. Welcome. You are listening to the Mary and Kisa podcast, episode number three, planning ahead. Um, so today we're going to be talking about my favorite tool, my favorite, but mostly I didn't use it this week. I was just telling Kisa, but that's okay. My favorite tool. <laughs> planning ahead and planners. Um, we're going to give our thoughts, experiences, and tips on planning ahead. Um, so I'm Mary Preston and with me as always is Kisa Amaro. So Kisa, tell us about yourself. Hi friends. I am Kisa Amaro and I am an integrative nutrition coach. I work with mamas to help them lose weight and gain energy to keep up with their little ones by stop dieting and start eating foods that work for them. I see clients one-on-one -on -one to give individualized support to help them reach their health and weight goals. And I'm currently working with local businesses on Guam through corporate wellness coaching. You can follow me on Instagram at cleanliving underscore dirty world or Facebook at Kisa Amaro Health Coach to get meal inspirations. And I have a new website that I'm working on. It's not yet, sorry, not ready yet, but will be soon. So Ooh, still in the works. When's it coming, Kisa? When's, when's, um, when's the website coming? My goal is April. Okay. So yeah, um, hopefully before then, but April, yeah. Yeah, we'll be on the lookout. It'll be yeah. kisaamaro.com. Perfect. Be ready. We'll be ready. Awesome. Um, so if you guys don't know about me already, uh, Mary Preston, I am a licensed marriage and family therapist and a life coach. I work in a group practice out here in Fort Collins in Colorado, and I work with a lot of people with what we would call buffering. So buffering is any activity you participate in that distracts you from your feelings. So um, working on things like drinking, eating, I added porn, although I don't work with too many people who are buffering with porn. Um, okay. Drugs, social media, shopping. Um, I see a lot of mental health professionals in my office. And it makes me really happy because it's very easy to give advice to others um, and not follow it ourselves. And helping professionals are notorious for doing this, giving really good advice and not, uh, not taking it. Um, and I had to learn that lesson the hard way. I got like really depressed uh, before I found my own therapist. And so in 2018, my spotlight is on us mental health professionals. We got to take our own advice and I'm determined to figure out how to make it feel safe, affordable, and accessible. So I have a goal of helping 200 mental health professionals feel like they're in control of their buffering with food and alcohol by the end of the year. I have a six session, six week course where you get to work with me one-to-one -one on your drinking or eating habits. And uh, Kisa said I have to talk more about that because... Mm -hmm. um, because I'm bad at advertising myself. And so I will at the end of our podcast, I will talk to you guys about what that course is like. And I also made a Facebook group called Self-Coaching for Mental Health Professionals. And in that group, I share information for free. And there's a lot of tools in that group, a lot of worksheets and some videos. And 
I will share the link for that as well. All right, everybody. So our topic of the day, planning ahead. I really do believe it's the most important tool to improve your health. Um, so here's a situation that may sound familiar to some of you that I've been in. Uh, I make a decision, I'm gonna eat healthier. I kind of like, I mentally decide, I commit to it that I'm not gonna eat dessert anymore. And then at the end of the day, I finish my dinner and then I eat dessert, like immediately. So what the hell? That's my question. So today we're gonna share with you why you should plan at least 24 hours in advance, how this small amount of time will make your life a thousand times easier and why putting pen to paper works. We are gonna start off with a little bit of brain talk, but don't let the science deter you because uh, we really, we get practical and we give our tips as always. And if you stick to the very end, we have some questions from listeners to answer. So Kisa, talk to us a little bit about planning. Okay, thank you, Mary. Before we even get into actual steps of planning ahead, I wanted to give you some reasons why we should plan ahead. And it has to do with our brain. And like Mary said, we're gonna get a little sciency here, but hang in there, it won't last long. Um, I was not a science major in college. In fact, I avoided science as long as possible, but I did get through it. Um, perfect. It is the perfect <laughs> so. amount of science we need. <laughs> exactly. Um, but this will help you to understand the why behind planning ahead. And I, I feel like when we understand why, it makes things you know, a little bit easier and understandable for us to follow through with. So our prefrontal cortex, which is located in the frontal front of the frontal lobe of our brain is involved in a wide variety of functions, which include planning, conscious decision-making, self-awareness, and complex thinking, among other things. But our, it takes a lot of energy and effort to use our prefrontal cortex. So we default to our automatic responses that have been practiced time and time again, often since we were very young and therefore have become automatic. Um, for instance, like walking. Um, automatic. And it's automatic, we don't have to think about it. So um, our brain likes this as it uses less energy and it's easy. And the mantra of our brain is to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and do what is easy. So by planning ahead, we are using our prefrontal cortex or conscious and complex thinking and not letting our automatic responses take control. In other words, you can um, you take time to plan ahead and make decisions that are going to support your goals. So you don't have to rely on your automatic responses in the moment, which usually sound like this. Uh, yes, go ahead and eat that cake. Yes, why not have two pieces of cake? <laughs> Brilliant. That's your automatic response. You know, it's easy. Um, uh, seek pleasure. You're, you know, seeking pleasure right there, avoiding pain and doing what's easiest. Um, another advantage of planning ahead is that you create time for everything. And I know we're focusing on food, but if, you know, planning ahead just in your life in general, um, you create time, you create your schedule and you create time for things. And in turn, it creates freedom. 
And many people think that by having no plan, you're creating freedom. But in fact, it is the plan that gives us freedom. So you know what happens when you have no plan when you walk into the grocery store? You leave with a bag full of chips, ice cream, pretzels, and maybe an apple. Yeah, it's no good. <laughs> it's no good. It's no good, you know? Um, now imagine if you had a grocery list and you followed it and you know you're following and you stuck to it mm-hmm. you'd walk out with a bag full of food you purposefully bought for a specific meal um, and leaving out room for junk food to enter your cart mm-hmm. and to me that's freedom so here are just a few more advantages of planning ahead in regards to food you'd save money you save time. You have more time to think about other things that are more important than food versus always being obsessed about what am I going to eat? Um, you don't waste food. I find that I waste, I barely have any, you know, food that we actually throw out when I plan ahead versus when I don't plan ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, and it reduces stress. So once I know I have my plan, I'm not stressed about what I'm going to be eating. And also creates confidence. So when I have a plan and I stick to it, I'm, I build confidence in my ability to um, meet my goals, to um, provide food for my family, provi- provide you know, healthy food for myself. So my friends, mm-hmm. why do you not stick to your plan? Tell us, Kisa. <laughs> I will tell you. Why no. am I not sticking uh-huh. to my plan? Okay, so you've written down everything you're going to eat for tomorrow. And then tomorrow rolls around. You had a rough night of sleep due to a teething toddler. Your boss at work yelled at you for something you didn't do. And your husband pours you a glass of wine when you get home. Uh, You found yourself, uh, so the next day, or sorry, that day, you found yourself chain drinking coffee with sugar because you needed some energy because you had no sleep. Um, you had some cake at your company party, which was not planned ahead. And of course, you had to have that glass of wine your husband so lovingly offered you at the end of a stressful day. So my friends, what went wrong? Um, just a few ideas. Uh, you know, you didn't make time in the day to plan ahead. And if you don't plan ahead, anything goes. So if you don't have a plan, your automatic responses take over. And that is rarely good when it comes to food. Yep. Uh, Your commitment is not strong enough to override desire. So your desire for cake was stronger than your commitment. So maybe it's time to take another look at your commitment um, or uh, refocus on your commitment. Your plan may be too vague or not specific enough. So make your plan specific enough so that there's no wiggle room or room for interpretation. Uh, The more specific you are, the more successful you will be. And maybe you didn't take into consideration any obstacles you may come across. So as you're planning, um, think about obstacles that you will encounter. So for example, the company party that you uh, know will have cake. Mm -hmm. So I know we're going to have a party tomorrow. I know there's going to be cake there. 
do I want to eat the cake? If your answer is no, what strategies will you use to not eat the cake? Or if you say yes, how much cake will you eat? And be specific. It's not, oh, I'm going to have some cake. I'm going to have one square of cake or one slice of cake. Right. And that's it. Um, so those are some, um, some reasons why um, you may not stick to your plan. Mary, did you have anything to add to yeah. that? No, I'm just, I'm over here nodding my head because those okay. are all okay. exactly Great. right. Commitments, um, yeah. being specific. They are fantastic, Kisa. I was awesome. quiet over here. I was absorbing. Thank you. Absorbing yeah, knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, we live in two different areas on the globe. And so we do these via, um, via Zoom. Internet. Video. Zoom, yeah, Zoom, video. So we're not in the same room when we're doing these. Um, yeah. So uh, why putting pen to paper can change your life. So planning ahead and writing, writing it down, writing what you're going to eat down makes you conscious of your eating decisions. It allows you the time for complex thinking. Um, that it takes to evaluate what foods and how much will support you in your weight loss goals yes. versus just winging it and making those automatic responses, yeah. which usually do not support your goals. And I think that's one of the, um, one of the things that I want to stress today, you know, not just talking mm -hmm. about planning ahead, right? Like tomorrow I'm not going to eat cake, not just saying it out loud, mm -hmm. but writing it down. Big difference. Yeah, and writing, I think, you know, just writing things down, uh, it brings it to a level of consciousness mm -hmm. and accountability um, that just thinking it in your head does not bring. Yeah, and I've noticed the other thing that um, writing it down does for me is I have so many thoughts going so quickly in my head mm. that I'll, you know, I won't spend a lot of time on this one thought, but I write it down on paper, I can really focus on it. Okay. And so it, it sticks a little bit. Okay. So yeah, just an aside. Yeah. Right. So before I learned to plan ahead and the benefits of planning ahead, which are, you know, saving time, saving money and creating confidence. When I would go to the grocery, uh, grocery store and go shopping, I would literally roam aim aimlessly around the grocery store and look for things that were healthy. Um, but I would inevitably end up buying treats or unhealthy foods or even foods that were labeled as healthy, but I would easily overeat. Yeah. I used to do that too, where it was like I had, I didn't have an idea what I was buying. And so I would like come up with the recipes as I was wandering. Yeah. And, that, and I ended up with a lot of weird foods. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> a lot of literally like zigzag. A lot of missing items, uh, a lot of Lara bars, yeah. just a lot of random foods. And mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, you know, it tends to be things that I would find for me, it was, yeah, they were healthy, but it was things that were easy for me to overeat. Mm -hmm. Yes. Truth. And eat Truth. Yeah. So I had no rhyme or reason to my shopping. I was just there to get food basically. Mm -hmm. 
I would end up with a cart full of food like bagels and fat-free cream cheese, yogurt, pretzels, fruit granola bars, and of course, some ice cream, of course, but nothing really to make as a meal. Um, I was letting my primitive brain or automatic responses make decisions on the fly, which did not support my weight loss goals nor my overeating habit. My decisions were based on what looks and tastes good, not on what will support my goals and will give my body the fuel and energy it needs. This left me with a house full of food um, that I was basically a free will to eat, uh, leaving the choice to overeat very easy. I also did not have a specific day or days that I went grocery shopping, nor did I really have a budget that I was conscious of. Uh, so I would eat whatever I wanted and then it was gone. And I would just go to the store and get more. So, but then things changed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I, How did things change? <laughs> I started planning ahead. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I took some time, made time uh, once a week to plan what I was going to eat for the week. And I went grocery shopping. Or I made a grocery list first and then I went grocery shopping. And I found that my grocery shopping has become more streamlined and efficient. Mm -hmm. I have taken the guesswork out of what I'm going to eat while I'm shopping. I have a shopping list with the exact foods I need, and I have a path that I take around the grocery store that does not include the cereal aisle and the chip aisle. So I have, like, I know where things are. I've become familiar right. with my grocery store. Um, like, where, you know, where's the produce section? Where's the meat section? Where are the eggs kept? So I'm more efficient, and I don't find myself wandering in places that I just don't need to be. Um, right. Yeah. And I find that um, grocery shopping, because I do the same thing now, mm -hmm. um, I find that grocery shopping is no longer really an exciting, <laughs> it's, not, it's not an right. exciting activity anymore. It takes me like 10 minutes and it's super boring. I'm like, all right, well, I know exactly where they are. I do the rounds and I'm done. Yeah. Same, yeah. same, same foods, grocery list. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I find that I have foods in my cart that will actually make a meal, mm -hmm. you know, when I go and check out. <laughs> so, yeah. um, I'm using when I'm planning ahead, I'm using my prefrontal cortex to make decisions about what foods will best serve me before I even step into the grocery store. And in fact, I usually do my meal planning the day before I go grocery shopping. Smart. So, so I'll meal plan a day before the next day I go grocery shopping. Um, I've made educated decisions about what foods will support my goals and keep my hormones balanced. Um, and then this is all I buy. I stick to my list. And when I get home, those are my options. And I find planning ahead has saved me money and time and energy. And um, I go to the grocery store once a week about and get everything I need. and. I know that's not necessarily um, ideal for everybody, but that's what I've planned into my week. I just do one big grocery shop and then I'm done. Um, 
and I've built confidence around my ability to meal plan and stick to them as well as my ability to eat healthy foods that support my goals and hormones. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I'm, none of us are perfect. Um, things happen and there are times that I don't plan ahead. And what happens when, the, when I don't plan ahead, I, um, see that, you know, urges sneak back in and I give in to them like a toddler throwing a fit in a grocery store and then getting that piece of candy. Mm -hmm. So I revert back to my automatic responses, which do not serve me and my goals for my weight because I'm not organized and have no plan. I find myself in like kind of this lack mind frame. And so I'm just like, ah, I don't know what I'm going to eat. And therefore I want to eat large quantities of food. Right. Um, I will eat foods that are off of my protocol or outside my eating window, um, which leave me bloated and lethargic. And then I remember why I choose to plan ahead and why I make it a priority in my life because it serves me and my health goals. And I feel so much better when I have nutritious food available to eat and the right amount of food to eat. Um, so Mary, I want to share my meal planning made easy steps with everyone listening as well as uh, my meal plan template and this is an organized organizational tool that i use to keep myself accountable for what i am making for the family and what i'm eating um, this is where i write down all the food that i'm going to eat each day Cool. And what I do is I'll make a weekly plan and then the day before, um, so like say Monday, I'll look mm -hmm. at Tuesdays and just kind of double check everything and make sure I have everything. Um, just do a quick double check, which makes, takes like maybe a minute at most. Usually it's about 30 seconds. So great. What's the, the meal planning made easy? Um, they're just steps for, um, you know, if somebody is new to meal planning, mm -hmm. um, the steps that they can take and things to consider when meal planning okay, and, uh, preparing to go to the grocery store and buy your groceries. So hopefully it'll make it a little bit easier if you're, if yeah, you're if you've it. never, okay. I mean, if you've never meal planned, it can be daunting, right? And it can be overwhelming. So, um, these steps hopefully will make it not so overwhelming or daunting. Perfect. I need that. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good at meal planning, but mostly just because I am really lazy about cooking. And so I make like the simplest meals possible. So I know some people like to make more exciting food that looks or like tastes better than I care about. <laughs> I have and, chicken and salad every day. So that's why my meal planning is like, it's super simple. Yeah. And I know too, like I could, I'm kind of like that um, in the sense like lunch, I can just eat whatever I want. And it's usually mm -hmm. either chicken and salad or chicken wraps, which is kind of the same thing. So I wrap it in lettuce. Um, it's just a different way of eating it. Right. <laughs> um, but my husband, he needs some variety in his life and he just yeah. can't eat the same thing every day. So um, I know people have 
family members who request certain mm -hmm. foods. Um, so yeah, the, the meal planning may eat, made easy stats. Also it's just things to consider while right. you're, um, meal planning, like, you know, am I going to, are we going to be going out? How many people am I cooking for? Do I need, to, you know, a quick, easy meal? Um, just things to consider when you're, when you're planning ahead. Fabulous. Thanks, Kisa. Yes. I will put that on the blog post so everybody can find it. Sweet. Excellent. Well, let me talk a little bit about my, uh, my experiences with being a planner. Um, so I, I, I talk about this all the time. I love, I love using my planner, but that is not, that has not always been the case. Um, but <laughs> case, case I'm laughing because I know Mary. Case very knows. Well. I did, definitely did <laughs> never been a, planner. Be a planning person. Um, so this is, this is very strange and new to me, but I love it. Um, so when I plan ahead, it helps me to think about what I really want and prepare for those things. And as Keith explained earlier, thinking like 24 hours in advance allows you to use your prefrontal cortex, the part of your brain that's good for conscious decision making. Um, so when I plan that far in advance, I can detect any obstacles. And when I'm writing my food plan for tomorrow, I can look in my fridge, I see if I have the food, if, see if I have the ingredients. Um, I can decide what I need from the grocery store. Uh, I like to do, um, I like to move things physically around. So if um, I, so I put what I'm planning on eating tomorrow in front and I decide if I want to like pack my lunch, make it easier to follow my plan tomorrow. I'm, like, I'm a person who needs it to be really, really easy. So if I'm planning on not eating something I might have urges for tomorrow, I'll decide what I am going to do instead. So if I'm not going to drink wine, right, and tomorrow's a, a no wine day, uh, I decide, okay, I'm going to have a glass of seltzer water. And then I physically take the seltzer water from my pantry and I put it on the top shelf, like at eye level, <laughs> I put it in front <laughs> because I like, I'm really, when I'm tired, I know that it's really easy for me to grab something else. So I make it the easiest thing possible. Um, and then I also, I've learned this over time because my husband and I don't eat the same things. So I will, I'll take things that I don't want to eat, like the chocolate, um, like if tomorrow's not a chocolate day, I'll put it, if we have a drawer that we put all of the like candy and chocolate and stuff like that. So I move the stuff that I don't want to eat tomorrow to the back and I move the stuff that I do want to eat to the front. Um, Oh, and then also I, I plan ahead for other obstacles like, okay, if I'm not going to have chocolate tomorrow, I might be very bored because chocolate is generally very entertaining for me, which is <laughs> for some reason, it's why I eat chocolate. I'm like, oh, <laughs> chocolate will fix that. Um, so like I have a puzzle set up on my table right now. So I know that it, tomorrow, because tomorrow I work and I get back at I think 7 p.m. And so I know it's going to be a long day. I think I have eight sessions puzzles set up on the table. So if I'm really bored, it's right there. I can just jump into that. Um, I like, like that idea, Mary. Yeah. Puzzle. I, I have to make things very easy for myself. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I used to say that planners don't work for me. I used to say that a lot, right? I'm not a person that planned ahead. I'm not a person that can use a planner. Um, and you know, my problem is that I thought the planner did the work 
like I would walk through office supply stores and it was all <laughs> like, right? Like you walk in a store and you're like, oh, these planners are so pretty. I'm going to buy this and I'm going to be an organized person all of a sudden. And I would buy pretty planners and fancy pens. And I thought if I like owned those that I would want to plan and that magically I would become an organized person. And in case you were wondering, this did not happen. Ever. Didn't work. <laughs> no, it did not work. I didn't buy a fancy planner and just become magically a planner. Um, so unfortunately, I have very bad news. A planner is just lots of pieces of paper glued together with words and lines on it. It's just paper. Mm -hmm. So unless you open it and write things in it, it's just a fancy paperweight. And over the years, I have owned a lot of fancy paperweights. <laughs> yeah. And I still, it's hilarious because I still have some of them. They're very pretty, so I keep them. <laughs> I spent money on them. So well, they still yeah. exist in my life. Um, but I have done it. Case I, I use a planner now. And um, I'm, I'm very impressed, Mary. I, I know, right? So how did very this happen? Impressed. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. <laughs> so I literally had to recognize that it's just a skill I had never developed. And I was listening to, of course, Brooke Castillo's podcast um, about planning. And I realized that it wasn't like, I used to think that, that just there are people out there who are just innately organized and know how to use planners. They just like, they wake up in the morning and the plan is like in their head. I don't know. I don't know what I thought about these people. Mm -hmm. um, so I used to think that it was something either you have or you don't. And the truth is, even those people who just seem to like have it in them, they just possess a practice skill. They've just probably been practicing a lot longer than I have. Yeah. Um, and it's a skill that I never took the time to develop, right? I thought my planner was going to do it for me. And so I was like around in March of last year that I was like, instead of just buying a planner, I decided that I was going to develop the skill of using my planner. And so I would literally write in my planner, I would schedule in a time to look in my planner. <laughs> and so every day I would write down look in planner like on my to-do list. <laughs> I That's awesome. Up, yeah, and I needed it. I came up with a routine that I was going to practice every morning. I failed a thousand times. Um, but this time I knew I was practicing a skill. Um, it wasn't like there was something wrong with me that I just am not an organized person. I was just learning a skill so I didn't give up. And again, like I have to make things really easy. So I'd put my planner where I would see it. So at nighttime, I put it right directly in front of my coffee machine. <laughs> so when I woke up in the morning and went to make my coffee, because that is the one guarantee in life is that when I wake up, I will make a cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I just, I would see it every morning and I'd be like, oh, okay. And I'd open it and I'd start my planning. So that, that was the best time of the day for me to do my planning. And sometimes I'd like wait for my coffee to brew and like open my planner and look through it. Mm -hmm. um, Mary, mm -hmm. I like that you point out that planning is a skill. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people who struggle with planning is they, they have that same idea that they're just not planners. Right. It's just not something I'm good at. Yeah. I'm just that. not good at planning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, if you think of it as, you know, if you have that mindset that it is a skill and like when you're learning a new skill, you need to practice it and practice mm -hmm. it and practice it before you're going to become efficient at it or successful at it. 
I like that. I, you know, that mindset and just pointing that out. Thank you, Marie. Yeah. I think it's really important because I, you know, sometimes we forget that there's more basic skills that, that maybe we don't have yet. Right. Like there's meal planning, but then there's also becoming a person who can plan ahead. And that was kind of, that was just a skill that I didn't have. And I used to beat myself up for it all the time. Okay. So yeah. And yeah, like you said, you failed a thousand times, but Mm -hmm. you just realized like, this is a skill I need to keep practicing. Mm -hmm. It's a skill I I need to keep practicing. It's not something that happens automatically still, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is, yeah, yeah. Right. My next thing is like, Kisa said, we're not perfect, right? Sometimes I literally carry my planner around and don't open it. I, I've done this. So it's, it cracks me up, but I've, I've committed to using my planner. And so I will still, I'll just carry it around. But there's been days like, like I will pick it up in front of my coffee machine. I carry Mm -hmm. it to my meditation spot, carry it to my office, take it to work. I bring it home, put it on the counter in front of my coffee machine and have not once opened it (laughs) all day long. It's just been with me. Mm -hmm. And I used to get really angry at myself about that. And that's usually about the time that I would decide that my planner has failed me, right? My system failed me and I would start looking for a new system or a new planner. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I know that's not useful, right? It's like, let me just figure out why I didn't open it. And maybe there were some things going on, some thoughts I was having that were getting in the way, creating resistance. Um, distracted, you know, sometimes we're just super busy, which is hilarious because my planner would probably help with that. But yeah, <laughs> um, I just recommit, right? I put it back in front of my coffee machine. There it is the next day. And I have an opportunity in the morning to do it again. Mm-hmm. So it's a skill that I'm still learning. And I, I think it's, for me, it's, it's become a skill that's like super, uh, super important for me to keep practicing. Mm-hmm. And that is yeah, because sure. this week I was laughing with Kisa earlier because this week is a really great example of what happens when I don't use my planner. Right? <laughs> this is one of those weeks. Like it was really, it was actually it was really fabulous because it it was like a reminder. Like why why do I plan ahead? Right? Like why do I put so much effort into all of this? Um, this week was totally a week where I carried my planner around. We um, I can look back and look at all the blank spaces. Right. So I didn't use it as much as I usually do. Um, I remember having thoughts about like I was too busy and um, mostly because my cerebellum and brainstem, the other parts of the brain, other than the prefrontal cortex, prefrontal cortex. Um, So the lizard brain. Right. They're confused. They were think they're trying to save my life. They're asking me to conserve energy, pack on fat for use in the next famine. And for me, that looks a lot like sitting around, scrolling Facebook, eating bread, right? My, my brain yeah. is telling me to survive. And this is what happens when I don't plan ahead, right? When I let those other parts of my brain default. Um, so this is what it looks like. I actually gained five pounds this week. No big deal. Um, I procrastinated planning for this podcast until just about this morning. (laughs) I did, however, post about 200 pictures of my dogs. I have a lot of really important information about how a 14 year old boy built a tiny house. (laughs) I will literally spend an hour looking through a slideshow about this boy's story the other day because I I had no plan on what I was doing, right? This is what happens when 
I'm not planning ahead. <laughs> I just fill up my time with, with useless information. And I think it's so, sorry to interrupt, but I think it's so easy to do that. Like you, you know, you say like, yeah, I uh, scroll through this slideshow about the story of a 14 year old boy who built a tiny house, but it's so easy these days to just get lost in the interweb. Like it's, mm -hmm. you know, my husband and I will be on our phones, like one of us and he's, they're like, you know, to each other, we're like, pull me out, pull me out. Like, I need to stop. Because <laughs> we know we're stuck in it, but. Yes. And so when I don't, like, I plan a lot of my day, probably more than most people would. Like, even my, my playtime and my, like, the things I want to do. Because I have so many things I really want to get done, you know. Yeah. And I, as much as I love reading about tiny houses, which is kind of fascinating to me. Like, I'm, I'm fascinated by this. I might look it up. Yeah. And it, I mean, it was, really, it was interesting, but like an hour of my time scrolling through a really badly done slideshow was not, it was not a good use of my time. Right. And of course that's, you know, that's just one example of some of the things that I was doing because I didn't have, I didn't have my, my schedule planned. Yeah. Um, but you know, Sundays usually, I don't, I don't know why I think it's like, there's something about Sundays because I grew up Catholic and it's like renewal and check-in day and, um, mm -hmm. used to go to mass on Sunday mornings and Sundays for me now are usually when I kind of reevaluate everything. Okay. Um, I kind of look at my planner, check in to see how I did this last week. And, uh, I could beat myself up for it, right? This week was not my, not a stellar planning week. Uh, or I just decide that I'm going to pick it back up, right? I just make that decision every day, every morning. And the cool thing, like one of the cool things is that like losing weight is no big deal anymore. Um, like getting back on to be a planner is no big deal anymore, right? Like these are just skills. It's just things that I'm learning. Um, and like losing weight, I've treated it kind of like a science project, almost like research, right? Like I've gathered data. I know what food works, how much of it works for my body. Five pounds doesn't mean there's something wrong with me anymore that like I'm fat, I'm falling off the wagon, I'm failing. Mm. Um, it's just like now that I use my planner, I can just look back and see that my planner is pretty blank. <laughs> right. And that's and when my planner is blank, it looks like eating chocolate most nights during the week, not planning for the eat the evening meals. Um, we got takeout from restaurants last minute went out to dinner last night. And so I ate literally all of the bread they put on the table. Um, I ate mac and cheese. I ate the dessert. I had two beers. It was like, what else can I eat? It's like, like it, it didn't even matter if I wanted it or not. It was like, let me like, what else is on this table? Oh, we had like breaded calamari. It was like mm -hmm. sweet breaded calamari, which I do. Ooh, yeah. I used to really enjoy calamari, but this one I didn't even like. I ate so mm. much of it and I dipped it in some sauce, <laughs> some, some kind of sauce, some sauce. I Who don't knows? even know what it was. Like I was like, what else can I eat? Right. And it's, it's not a big deal. Right? It's not, it's not like a huge problem, but my why, right. Like I really want to keep my weight at a place that feels good. I want to mm -hmm. feel healthy. Um, so, you know, just ready to put pen and paper or put pen to paper again. So just start yeah. this morning. Got my plan written out for today, for tomorrow. So ready to ready to go. Get back to it. Awesome. I love it, Mary. Yeah. And I love that, it, you know, it's like you could have 
beating yourself up about it. There's so many negative thoughts that, you know, you could have told yourself because you didn't plan ahead and you, you know, yeah, uh, gained five pounds. However, you know, that's not going to serve you. That's mm-hmm. not, you know, going to be helpful. And all you need to do is plan for tomorrow. Just get back to it. Yeah. Just those to used it. to be really like, um, those two topics were really easy to beat myself up for. Like I'm not organized and I should be. And, um, and like, as soon as I started to gain weight, I don't know if um, anybody listening has ever felt this way, but it's like, as soon as you start to gain weight, all of a sudden it feels out of control mm-hmm. because like, oh, yeah. it's like, Oh my God, it's happening again. Um, and like, I don't know what to do. It's not working. Right. Like quote unquote, mm-hmm. it's, it's not working. My planner, my protocol, my whatever it is that I'm doing. So, um, you know, I've done a lot of work on those thoughts, but Mm -hmm. it's like, I just go back to my planner. It's just math. Yeah. No big deal. It is. It's just math. Yeah. Just back to it. So Kisa, yes, Mary, you have some tips to share with us. Yeah. We have some some takeaways you guys. Our listeners can, can have. So our first tip would be creating time to plan. So Mm -hmm. setting aside five minutes every day, roughly at the same time to plan your meals for the next day. So ideally you would want to plan out 24 hours in advance. So this would look like planning Tuesday's meals on Monday morning. Right. And I I would try to make it the same time every day. Yeah. Like get a habit. Mm -hmm. Habit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you can, you know, always put it on your to-do list. You can set, um, what I like to do is when I'm trying to, you know, uh, incorporate a new habit is set an alarm on my phone. Mm-hmm. You know, we usually have our phones with us all the time nowadays and just setting an alarm and then naming that alarm could be meal plan for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, our second tip for y'all is remember your commitment. So this is always very important. Uh, Remember why you want to improve your health. Do you want to have more energy with your kids? Do you want to stop feeling hungover? Uh, Look hot in your jeans? Uh, What's the reason for all of this? If it doesn't feel strong enough to help you make those choices, keep working on it. Uh, Get more specific and more clear. Yes, more specific. There, I used to do a, um, there was a, a technique that I used, um, an activity a long time ago, and I thought it was really, it was really good. And mm-hmm. it was just, um, you write out your reason, right? Okay. Like if it's like, I want to look hot in my jeans, right? And mm-hmm. then you ask yourself, why? Mm. Why do I want to look hot in my jeans? Um, you know, because I want to look good when I go out. And then you just keep asking yourself, why? why, why, why? And eventually you'll get really specific and it gets a little bit more personal and a little deeper. Okay. Yeah. That's a great, uh, a great tip there, Mary. Yeah. And I think I wrote this one out. Um, Kisa, Kisa gave the tip to be willing to feel uncomfortable. I think that's, that's a tricky one, my friends. It is tricky. I wish it was all really super easy. (laughs) I wish Mm-hmm. I wish we could tell you that we had a magical pill. It makes you energetic. It helps you lose weight. It makes your life better. 
but the truth is that like all of these worthwhile things we will do in our lives involve like a bit of discomfort. Mm-hmm. The good news is the good news is that you can handle discomfort. Mm-hmm. If you're willing to feel a little bit bored, um, mm-hmm. if you're willing to feel a little bit like resistant or a little hungry or a little uncomfortable, the payoff is going to be huge. Cause if you yeah. can get beyond that, like you're going to be capable of, of so many big things. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I think this is, this tip right here is one of the, I don't want to say biggest tips. <laughs> one of the things that I'm working on currently, I mean, I'm working on a lot of things, but currently that's kind of what I'm focusing on is just, you know, understanding that it is going to be uncomfortable and that there is no easy way mm-hmm. to lose weight. Um, and acknowledging that and just being okay with like being bored mm-hmm. or being a little bit hungry. And like, sometimes I'll get hungry and I'm like, oh, I'm hungry. I should go get something to eat, you know? And I'm like, wait, you know, I'm going to eat in an hour's lunch. That's not really that long. I can be hungry for an hour. Mm-hmm. I can, you know, go have a glass of water and be hungry for an hour. And then I get to have my food. And then I also think about, you know, like, how will I feel if I were to eat a snack right now when I'm hungry? Right. Versus how will I feel if I wait until I eat that hour and then eat my lunch? You know? Right. Yeah. And it does. I mean, it gets easier. Like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want people to be like, well, screw this. But <laughs> like, it gets easier. You get used to it and it doesn't feel so bad. But yeah. let's be honest, you know, if you're eating chocolate because you're bored and then you take away the chocolate, you're going to be bored. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Is it worth you're going to have to feel bored. Right. You're just going to have to feel bored and that's fine. <laughs> it's totally mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. So be willing to feel a little bit of that. I think it's a great idea. I think boredom is a great idea. So our number four tip is to predict obstacles. Uh, Mary, do you want to tell us about predicting obstacles? Um, this, this is one of the reasons for me that planning ahead has been really helpful. So if I think about tomorrow, I can, like, I can definitely, I can predict my patterns of behavior. We, most of us can if we really take the time to think about what we do every day because we're definitely creatures of habit right? Like chances are you can predict what the challenges will be when it comes time to make new, better choices. Um, right. So just take a minute to think about what they might be, write them down, put your solutions on your planner. Like I know, and especially right. Like when we fail, it's a really good time to learn what your obstacles are. And so they're really good opportunities to do different, like better planning. So if I plan on not eating chocolate and then I do eat chocolate, I can look back and go, oh, what happened? I missed something. I missed some kind of obstacle. And then the next time I can just plan ahead for that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, um, you know, yeah, predicting obstacles, but then yeah, really learning like if something didn't go as planned or Mm -hmm. there was an obstacle you didn't predict, like learning from that versus being like, oh, I just totally failed. Like, no, like this didn't work. Why didn't it work? What can I do differently next time? Right. And usually, I mean, in the beginning, there's going to be a lot of failures because there's a lot of things you didn't realize, right? Like I didn't realize that I had to feel bored sometimes. 
Mm-hmm. Like, that sucks. Now what? So I said, <laughs> right? like, put a puzzle out, write something, right? Like now I have to plan for that. And then usually there's a different obstacle. And it's like, oh, I didn't know about that. Mm-hmm. So always learning. Yeah. yeah. And then our last tip is just, just practice, man. It's mm-hmm. so worthwhile. It mm-hmm. took, like I said, it took me like from when I consciously decided I was going to learn this skill of being a planner. It took me like three months to become a person who uses a planner. <laughs> so I could like confidently say like, I am a person who not only carries a planner around in my bag, but I actually like write things in it and look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a lot of starting and stopping, but it's, it's a skill like any other skill. So you're not going to be good at it immediately. You will make mistakes, but sticking it out and forming a habit is something that you'll be thankful you did. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, all right, you guys. Um, That's most of what we have for today. So we'll, what we have, we'll, we'll give a little bit of information about where you can find us and then stick around because we also want to talk about, um, my group or my, uh, my, what is it called? My, my course that I have. And then also some questions that we got from listeners. So stick around yeah. if you'd like to hear a little bit more, um, from Kisa. She answers some questions from some listeners. Um, awesome. if you're, if you're done with us and you want to find more on <laughs> just like planning ahead strategies, we recommend, um, just get more help with eating habits and getting healthier, like what we actually eat, dealing with emotional eating, decreasing alcohol intake. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Mary Preston LMFT or Instagram at Mary Preston or at my website, which is probably where you're finding this anyway, at MaryEliesePreston.com. And you can find Kisa at Instagram at CleanLiving underscore Dirty World or Facebook at Kisa Amaro, comma, health coach. She shares a lot of meal inspirations. Mm-hmm. And just a reminder, Kisa is creating a badass website at KisaAmaro.com. Yeah to be announced when it's available. Yeah. And also wanted to share with you about my program. So super excited about this. I've been working on it for a long time. And so I have a six session program to help mental health professionals and deal with mostly quitting drinking. I, I think that. I don't know if it's just my own personal experience, but the people that I've run across in the mental health professional fields, nonprofits, government jobs, we like to drink a lot. Uh, We Mm -hmm. drink a a glass of wine turns into a bottle of wine. Um, We post all week about, I can't wait until it's the weekend and happy hour. And, um, you know, not necessarily alcoholics. It's just, we're really stressed out and we're using alcohol to feel better about our lives. So I've got a six session course. We use coaching tools to decide the results we're looking for, discover the thoughts keeping us stuck. And then we work on creating new useful thoughts, feelings, and behaviors to get back on track. So about six sessions in six weeks. And this is definitely, it's plenty of time to form a new habit. So join me. Super exciting. Yeah. If somebody is interested in your uh, course, how can they get information or how can they sign up? They can get information from my website at maryelisepreston.com. 
and mm -hmm. I have a tab that says work with me. So they can, they can come oh, okay. right over there and okay. they can find awesome. info and they can always, um, find me on Facebook. That's where I'm most active is on my okay. Facebook page. So you can always pop over to Facebook, uh, Mary Preston LMFT and send me a message or just put a comment up there or, um, send me an email at Mary Elise Preston at gmail.com. That's awesome. Where, yeah. Awesome. I'm excited, Mary. I think, uh, if you are thinking about it, a tinge of thought in your head, you should do it. <laughs> <laughs> I highly recommend Mary Preston. Join me. Join me. And tell your friends. Tell your friends. Yeah. Who, tell your friends who are drinking too much to find me. <laughs> all, the, all your friends are drinking. Too much. <laughs> so you know what? You look like you're drinking too much. Give me a call. All right. So now we have okay. got some questions. We're super excited, guys. We love questions. Yes. So, like it really, it really makes our day. Put a little comment. Yeah. Like, my like, whole yeah. day has been made. We got some questions. We're super excited. Yeah. So, Kisa, what what's our question from Ruth today? Okay. Ruth asks, um, I'd say my biggest issue is where to start. I know a lot um, as to change uh, as far as my eating habits, but with a family and life, it's hard to do a complete 360. So where's a good starting point? So yeah, we're all busy. We have, you know, maybe have kids, uh, husband, wife, um, we have a busy job and I know that weight loss or eating healthy can seem daunting, um, because a lot of people think it's all or nothing. Right. Um, so Ruth, thank you for the question. It really did make our day. We're not exaggerating here. <laughs> um, but little changes add up over time. So if you were to make one small change a week, every other week, or even once a month, you are setting yourself self up for success. You are moving forward. Um, so versus doing nothing at all. Mm -hmm. uh, weight loss and nutrition does not have to be all or nothing. What is, um, so what is one small change you can commit to this week to eat better for you? It could be as simple as eating a salad for lunch or changing the ratio of your dinner plate to where 50% of your plate is vegetables. Um, it could be as simple as drinking a glass of water once you wake up in the morning. So it does not have to be all or nothing, but choose one small step that you can make and commit to for the week. Commit to it for a week and then add on something the following week. And then I have another, just a thing to think about Ruth. And I think this is something that holds us back mm -hmm. is that sometimes we think that it's going to be so hard and then mm -hmm. it keeps us from trying it. Mm. And so I think there's, there's two, two ways to think about it. One is, okay, it's going to be really hard because I have a family and maybe like making little changes or sometimes depending on how important it is to you, like, yes, it's going to be hard. It's going to feel terrible maybe in the beginning, but I'm just going to do it. Mm -hmm. I know it's going to be hard and I'm going to do it anyway. So yeah, two possibilities. Yeah, definitely. Um, so our second question is from Valerie. 
Um, she says, does eating at the same time daily help regulate your body? It is hard for me to stay on a meal schedule. Good question. Yeah, thank you, Valerie. Um, so I know it can be challenging to have any kind of schedule with, especially with a little one, and I know he personally does have a little one. And um, so if you're having trouble maintaining balance in your body, eating around the same time every day can help. Yeah. Uh, schedules can be good for our bodies. And, um, also, you know, not only eating, if you're just looking for balance and regulation in your body, uh, not just eating at the same time, but also looking at your sleep schedule. And I know it can be difficult with a baby as well, but, um, having the goal of going to bed at the same time every night and then waking up around the same time every day can help maintain balance in the body as well. Right. Yeah, that's got to be tough with a little one. I wonder if just making that like a goal, like over time, getting closer and closer to eating at the same time and, you know, getting to a place where you're sleeping at the same time. That's yeah. Gonna be tricky. Babies don't follow schedules. Yeah. They're not good at it, you guys. No, they don't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if, you know, you can, like, that is your goal is to say go to bed at nine o'clock or 10 o'clock. Um, I know I go to bed early. We'll say 10 o'clock. Like, <laughs> um, okay. Your goal is to go to bed at 10 o'clock. Um, and I know as a mother of my baby's a toddler right now, so she doesn't wake up as much during the night. Um, but having a baby, you know, your, your, your baby. And getting up around the same time. Um, even if you are waking up, because those are things you can't really yeah. control <laughs> with a baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but moving towards it, I think. Yeah. Like, yes, scheduling is, it's really helpful for your body, you know, because there's so much that goes on around, like, around the time that you're going to eat, right? Your body is like preparing, your digestive mm -hmm. juices start moving, and like, so getting on a similar schedule can, um, can be really helpful. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Great questions. Yeah. Thank you for the questions. Um, and please ask questions. We, we welcome them with open arms. <laughs> <laughs> with open arms. All right, Kisa. Fabulous. Yeah. Great. Let's, let's plan ahead after this. Let's use our planners. These sounds are great. prefrontal cortexes and, and get some things happening. Okay. Sounds great. All right, you guys. Thanks for listening. We'll Thank talk you. See you next time.